You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. Hey, so we wrote a real book and it's launching on October 6th. It's called the E-Commerce Marketing Handbook. I'm pumped because we talked to 17 friends of mine and experts like Kurt Elster, Vivian Kay, and Nick Sharma to find out what it takes to scale your e-commerce brand to 1 million in sales. And Harley Finkelstein, you know, the COO of Shopify, wrote an incredibly inspiring forward. Go to privy.com slash book and join the thousand plus people who are already on the wait list. You'll be the first in line for launch day. Welcome to episode five of our e-commerce marketing audit week. This is going to be the last in the mini series running on audit across your marketing assets. Earlier, we covered things to look for in your Google Analytics, Shopify Analytics, email marketing, social media, and today we're going to cover the website itself, the most important asset in selling online. There's agencies out there that are just focused on website conversion rate optimization. So I can't really do what they do, but my goal today is just to give you a quick website audit and help you find a few gaps that you can plug. So let's start on the homepage. Okay, first, when I hit your site, how quickly can I digest your headline? What do you sell and why should I care about it? Does it take me a while to scroll and to understand that? Or am I immediately met with a crisp headline that gets me excited to keep browsing the site? Usually you'll want to pair that headline with a nice visual or product visual to reinforce the message behind that headline. Further down, if I'm hooked and keep going, are you weaving in the founder or the founding story in some way? Remember, remember like you're not Nike.com. Right, so you don't have a globally recognized brand, at least not yet, and that's okay. Got to highlight who you are. People are like to buy from people, so rather than stuff this on the about page and you know forget to link out to it or put it in the footer, you should consider weaving it into the homepage itself. Even if even below the fold is fine. Also, another great use case in the homepage is social proof for UGC user generated content. Uh, nativecos.com does an awesome job here. I'm not suggesting that you need to incorporate product-specific reviews, but maybe you can grab your all-time favorite reviews or posts from social that came from customers and weave it into the bottom of the page. Next, I like to look at the product display pages, the PDPs. These are critical. This is where you're trying to convince the visitor to add something to the cart. Do you make it easy to understand with practical product descriptions, or are they hard to understand and full of jargon? You know, do you have clear high-res product shots from different angles so you really get a feel for it? You have sizing info underneath the product area. Are you showcasing reviews? This is the spot for product reviews. If I see a product display page without reviews, I always wonder, like, am I the first that's buying this? And you know, reviews, even if they're three or four stars, they don't all have to be five, but they're going to build credibility and just give me confidence that I should add this to cart. Also, on the product display pages, it's a good time, if you haven't already, 
just to help me understand what shipping looks like. Do you have a free shipping bar telling me about, you know, if you offer free shipping on all your orders or maybe you have a threshold? Shipping costs that are going to pop up down the road after the product is in my cart are one of the top reasons for abandonment. So make sure you're clear about it throughout, but certainly on the product page is a great spot to begin showcasing that. And same goes for returns, right? Is it going to be a, an easy return process if this thing doesn't fit? Or you know, is it going to be a pain in the ass? All of that's going to help. Some people include uh, cross-sells embedded in the product page. I love cross-sell, but I'd stay away from embedding them. Um, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd reserve that uh, for a different page, like the cart page, at least until you have the cross-sell kind of process really dialed in for your brand. I think if you embed it, you know, willy-nilly on your product display page, there's actually more risk that you're going to distract the customer and move them away from the product they're looking at. Okay, next is the checkout process, real quick. Does the cart page reinforce my expectations around shipping? Does it remind me or tell me what the deal is? On checkout, uh, are you asking for like an abundance of fields, right? Only ask for what you need. Some people like to ask for no- phone number. That's fine. Uh, I would say if you need it, go for it, but just be sure to use the helper text inside the field to tell them why you're asking for it. Like phone, in case we have issues with your order. Right, I think that just makes a big difference. Um, what does a thank you page then look like after the order goes through? Are you driving them anywhere? You know, this is where they should be able to ideally know where to go to track the order. Uh, or maybe you want to point them to follow you on Instagram or Facebook. Right, uh, follow and engage on social. Uh, this is this is a spot where you can also um, get ahead of support by showcasing. You know, expectations on fulfillment or any delays in fulfillment, uh, and certainly remind them that that in their inbox they should be receiving a link to track the order. Um, and then, lastly, like outside of you know the home page, the product page, and the checkout flow, which I think is the critical components for the audit. You know, I'd be looking for uh, content. Do you have a blog? Right? You'd be surprised, like how few e-commerce stores actually write content or um, are consistent with it. Right? Um, if you're regularly writing about product stories or new product launches or you know behind the scenes on developing the next launch or how you source materials, like it's time-consuming, right? Um, Especially if you're new to it, but organic traffic, which is the holy grail, that's not going to appear overnight. It's only going to come if you're regularly posting content that's going to perform and build over time. And believe me, it's the gift that keeps on giving if you can get in that rhythm. And and you could just start small, right? Like if you're posting regularly on Instagram um, or or social media or sending emails, like that same content can be repurposed into a post. Or your frequently asked questions can be repurposed into great uh, blog posts. So those are the basics of the website itself. Definitely, uh, you know this. There's no bigger proponent out there of weaving in targeted list growth elements like welcome pop-ups and cart savers than me. So you definitely want to make sure you've got those as well. You can go back and dust off my earlier episode on my two pop-up playbook for building a list. 
So that wraps up the e-commerce marketing audit week. We'll put this into practice next week and regularly here on the show. Uh, we're going to we- be weaving in uh, website teardowns in five minutes or less from brands that you know and love. So go ahead, step outside your box, dig into the data you have, pretend you're a customer. It's guaranteed to show you some more opportunity where you can grow.